So on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about pay and the cost of living crisis, which is affecting doctors and other NHS staff. Obviously, we can't improve your actual pay, that is your gross pay. This is the job, arguably, of the unions. But of course, Ed has some top tax tips to increase your take-home pay or your net pay, largely by maximising your tax allowances and relief. So I hope that this is useful to you. The Medics Money podcast helps doctors, dentists and other professionals make better financial decisions. Hosted by myself, Dr Tommy Perkins, a GP. And by me, Dr Ed Cantelow, a GP, but also a chartered accountant and chartered tax advisor. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute any form of advice and tax allowances and rates are subject to change. So, good to be back on the podcast with you, buddy. Yep. Hi there, Tommy. You're right. I'm good, thanks. And, wow, I mean, doctors are talking about pay, finally, because obviously we've been talking about this for a while now and on the front page of our ebook is a graph from the BMA and it's an excellent graph which shows a 30% real terms pay cut and just to remind you you might be thinking hang on we've had a one or two percent pay rise each year these pay rises have been below inflation and any pay rise below inflation is effectively a pay cut is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Looks like you're getting some money, but actually if inflation's higher than the pay rise, you know, you're actually getting a, a cut at the end of the day. Yeah, because the basically inflation, I'm butchering the explanation here, but is the cost of goods and services that you buy. And so if they are going up faster than your pay, then effectively you're getting a pay cut. And politically, this is a very smart move because they can say, well, this year we're giving you a 3% pay rise. But unfortunately, inflation is at least 7% right now. Yeah, absolutely. So that is effectively a 4% pay cut. So the puppets in the media can report a pay rise for NHS staff and the actual truth is a real terms pay cut. I'm feeling a bit ranty today because, you know, pay is a topic close to my heart. And, and often people say about the ebook, where did you get the graph from? And that's despite me putting a link below the graph to the source, which is from the BMA. And they're often surprised that the BMA have not been publicizing this more. But... They, the BMA are publicising it much more now and they've launched a new campaign, mainly it seems around junior doctors pay, with some shareable graphs and they're really nice graphs. Well, they're not nice, they're horrible, but they show that, you know, a 22% pay cut in real terms over the last 10 years. And... I don't know why the BMA have chosen now to publicise this, because if you look at the graph, the majority of the pay erosion happened some time ago. But I think there might be a few things going on in the background, which has kind of made us talk about the pay a bit more. And one thing is something called Doctors Vote. As far as I understand this, it's a group, a grassroots campaign who were looking to campaign on pay. And I think they've been quite smart because they could have started their own campaign group or something. But instead, they've actually kind of got people voted in to the BMA committees to push their agenda. And uh, I've got a soft spot for any kind of doctor-led grassroots campaign because that's exactly what Medic's Money is, really. But I think it's quite a smart move because they've actually succeeded in getting a lot of positions on pay on the BMA's various committees, and they're campaigning on pay. So they're campaigning, as far as I understand it, for full pay restoration, whereas, as far as I understand it, the BMA are currently saying that they want a 15% pay rise for juniors, which is obviously a lot less than 22%. That's yeah, that would be, yeah. But I think that, again, is because that was what was voted for by BMA members. So interesting that we're talking about it now. And I guess it's difficult 
for the BMA because their job is to safeguard our terms and conditions. So if they had a graph on the front page of their website showing a 30% or 22% real terms pay cut over 10 years, it would be like us putting a graph on the Medics Money website saying people that use Medics Money pay 30% more tax. It's not a good look. No. And just to clarify, Medics Money users do not pay 30% more tax. It's just a joke from Tommy there. Exactly. You know, but it's difficult for them to publicize it. But I'm glad to see that they are. Yeah, I think it's absolutely. It's, it's probably as good as time as any to start pushing this forward. I think someone needs to. Yeah. So that's just a bit about what's going on. And I think the other thing that's interesting is there's a campaign on Twitter, I believe, about getting a livable NHS bursary. And I've got a chip on my shoulder about this because I was a recipient of a full NHS bursary, which allowed me, you know, I mean, I don't want to go over my rags to riches story again. Well, it's not exactly rags to riches. It's more like working class to aspirational middle class, I feel. Fair enough. (laughs) I've got a fancy coffee machine, so that makes me aspirational middle class. I like your coffee machine. So this is something close to my heart because yeah i definitely struggled financially for many many years and that's part of the reason why we're doing medics money so a livable nhs bursary was absolutely vital for me so just a few things that are going on around pay at the moment and as i said in the intro unfortunately medics money can do absolutely nothing about your gross pay that is in my view the job of the unions but we have got our own tax wizard who is hopefully going to give you some tips just to maximize your take-home pay so are we going to say you're going to help people to pay the right amount of tax yeah i mean we're basically going to be going through some ways to save money on your tax bill and also some other bits and pieces that might be useful for people today so i guess without further ado should we get into it yeah i've calmed down now (laughs) so you've got some coke there calm down yeah so i mean in terms of the topic today so we have talked quite a lot about the cost of living crisis your listeners will know that we've mentioned that many times before and you'll have seen in the news there's a lot going on about it in fact it was in the news only today that shop prices have increased at their fastest rate in more than a decade last month global food prices were reported today as being at an all-time high and so on and we talked about this before i don't want to go into it again in detail because i'm not trying to depress people the actual topic of today's podcast is to discuss some things that our listeners can do that might help alleviate the stress on their finances and recently to some surprise her majesty's revenue customs or hmrc for short published a list of reliefs allowances and other support which it administers that may help individuals with their finances. It's called Check What Financial Help You Can Get from HMRC. It's a very catchy title. And it's actually quite a strange title given that HMRC's role is to administer tax and benefits. It's not its role to provide financial help. HMRC was created in 2005 when Gordon Brown merged the Inland Revenue, which you guys may have heard of, with the Board of Customs and Excise. And the Inland Revenue in turn was founded in 1849 after income taxes were introduced in 1842. And at no point in its long history has it ever been mandated to provide financial help. But hey, I guess it's definitely worth looking at. So on that note, we thought we'd outline some of the items on HMRC's financial help checklist today and also add in a few more that healthcare professionals might want to consider, as I say, as ways to try and help alleviate the stress on finances. So first thing to say is HMRC mentioned what's called the tax-free childcare scheme. And under this, you can get up to £500 every three months, so that's up to £2,000 a year, for each of your children 
to help with the cost of childcare. And this goes up to £1,000 every three months if a child is disabled, so up to £4,000 a year. And you can find out if you are eligible for this on HMRC's website. I think if your income is over £100,000, you're not eligible for it. But well worth looking into on their website to see if you are eligible. It's thought by some, such as the Institute of Chartered Accountants, that low take-up of this benefit may in part be attributable to its name, which suggests that what HMRC are offering is actually a tax relief, where actually this tax-free childcare is a state benefit which is available to a lot of parents. And it can even be used to cover care after school and during school holidays uh, and so on. So it's definitely worth, those of you who have children, definitely worth looking into if you haven't heard of this before, because that could be a useful amount of money to get off HMRC. HMRC also mentioned claiming child benefit as a way to help with finances. That would be for children under 16 or under 20 if they stay in approved educational training. That is all well and good and will definitely help some people, but what they didn't mention there is the high income child benefit tax charge. So by all means, if you have kids, you know, claim child benefit if you can, but definitely bear in mind that if you or your partner's income exceeds £50,000, then you'll have to start paying that child benefit back and if your income or your income your partner exceeds £60,000 then it all needs to be repaid and it's probably not worth claiming it in the first place. That's just a caveat if you look at the HMRC's checklist as I say they mention child benefit but just be wary of that high income child benefit tax charge. Just to say as well we did a whole podcast on this where we got really into the details. I can't remember the episode number but I think it was like 10 episodes ago. Yeah it wasn't that long ago was it? Yeah so check that out if you want to get into the details. Yeah definitely. And secondly on HMRC's list they very kindly mention one of our favourite topics on the Medics Money podcast and they suggest that employees make sure they claim tax relief on their work related expenses. I don't really recall HMRC ever really flagging this up before so they don't usually mention it so I think I'd rather we didn't claim tax relief. But of course, they're trying to publish this list to try and help us all. So they've mentioned it, unprecedented in my mind anyway. Uh, and we would wholeheartedly agree with them that, you know, this is a must for all doctors. And if you haven't made a claim for work-related expenses, you can currently claim for all allowable expenses incurred from the 6th of April 2018. And that includes your GMC fees, any medical indemnity fees, Royal College fees examination fees under a training contract and loads of other things okay and these can really rack up a lot of people listening will have made a claim already and we go on about this so often that i imagine most of our listeners have already but if you haven't done so then please 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 go to the medics money website download our free guide to claiming tax relief on expenses it's completely free it's step by step and we've made it as easy to follow as we can and if you haven't claimed before you could be in for quite a large amount of money repaid to you yeah just a few things though as well. Uh, we just published the updated guide for this tax year. Yep. And there's going to be some changes in May, yeah. which HMRC have been a bit opaque about, but don't worry, Ed's monitoring it and yeah. it's all good. Yeah, I think they're coming out on 22nd of May, but we're not quite sure exactly how it's going to pan out. So I'll keep an eye on it and we'll amend the guide if we need to. A few other things. If you're not a doctor, we're getting loads of emails from dentists, nurses, etc. We're really keen to make a guide that can help as many people as possible. So if you're a nurse or, well, not a doctor, can you just drop us an email because we want to develop a guide for other healthcare professionals. And way back when, when Medics Money first started, the way that we built our guides and made them so useful is that we just tested them out on our friends and friends of friends. So they got better and better. So we're looking for testers. Drop us an email so we can help as many other people. And the final thing is, this is unprecedented that HMRC sort of gone poacher turned gamekeeper are we saying because they're actually helping people to pay less tax and i am a massive fan of this because we at the Max money podcast want people to pay the right amount of tax and no more and for too long that has been the preserve of 
people who have educated themselves about it. And I really am a fan of this because the, the more awareness that they can raise about these allowances and reliefs, the better, in my opinion. And it, your tax should be you pay what you owe and nothing more. And yeah, I like it. Good stuff. Yeah, HMRC, I'm going to guess, I wouldn't be surprised if they were lent on a little bit by the government, you know, because the cost of living crisis from the government are getting panned for it. So they may, have well, may well have asked HMRC to, to do this. But who knows, whatever reason they've done it, they've done it and that's great. Sounds gone a bit funny because we're recording at Ed's house. So yeah, yeah. The, the trouble at my house <laughs> is a children interrupting. We're at Ed's house today, which is normally trouble free, but a cat has just... Yeah, it's my cat Dante. He's an awesome cat, but he doesn't quite understand. He's that... climbing over yeah. Medic's Money MacBook <laughs> property there. Yeah, that's it. He, he likes to help out, but doesn't realise it is not quite as useful as he, as he thinks. Anyway, after that... <laughs> Brief interruption from Dante. But the third thing on the HMRC checklist, they've reminded people of something called the marriage allowance as a way to help with their finances. And the marriage allowance, this allows an individual to transfer 10% of their tax-free personal allowance to their husband or wife or civil partner if they earn less than the personal tax allowance, which for most people, as I'm sure lots of you know, currently is £12,570. So approximately... £1,260 of tax-free income could be transferred under the scheme. It's well known that this allowance really continues to be unclaimed by many who are entitled to it. To be honest, it's relatively small fry. It may not apply to many of our listeners and entitlement can be quite sensitive to relatively small changes in circumstances which then really result in an increase or decrease in income so it may not be particularly that useful but maybe for some of our listeners it may be worth uh, them looking into this so i'm just going to move my cat off my laptop hey you did so well to keep that going <laughs> talking about technical tax things with a cat literally standing on your computer on my computer right in front of me right in front of the microphone and he doesn't care he is just very happy to have a fuss made over him. So let's just quickly put him on the floor. There we go, little boy. Oh, God. He's got caught him in the microphone. <laughs> Might need to edit some of this up. Um, Right. I would feel, but I know nothing about what we're talking about, so... Okay, it's good. <laughs> yeah, right. The cat is now on the floor. I'm sure we'll jump up again in a minute, so we'll, we'll crack on. Okay, so that's the marriage allowance, as I say. It might be worth... Looking into it if you're married or in a civil partnership and if you feel it might apply to you, HMRC, go to their checklist. They've got loads of guidance on it. As I say, probably not that relevant to many of us, but still worth a look. Okay, now finally, HMRC urge taxpayers to get help if they cannot pay their tax bill. And what people often don't realise is that HMRC is actually usually very happy to accept a payment of tax in instalments allowing people to pay depending on the circumstances and what they can afford, okay? So a lot of people assume that HMRC is this kind of fierce beast that's very inflexible, but actually they're really amenable to instalments. And if you have a tax bill that you've been stung with and you can't afford to pay, then please do speak to HMRC as soon as possible to discuss setting up a time to pay arrangement. As I say, they are very willing to do that. And it seems like, given that they just put that on their checklist, they're even more happy than usual to do that. So if you've, for some reason, been stung by a large tax bill and you can't afford to pay it, please do contact HMRC straight away and they can do what they can to help. HMRC do list out a couple of other ways on their checklist that can help. So for any of you guys that go and check out the document, you'll see some other things on there. But because these are unlikely to be relevant to you guys, I've not included them today. And of course, there were a few other things that HMRC didn't mention on there, which we would also urge our listeners to consider. So on that note, here are a couple of other things that we at Medics Money think that everyone or every taxpayer, but particularly you guys, should be doing as well. So firstly, and something again that we talk about on Medics Money quite a lot, is that 
every employee really needs to check their tax codes, okay? And ensure that HMRC has based them on up-to-date information. And we've spoken a lot about tax codes. I don't want to bore people. I won't go into them in detail again right now. But again, just keep periodically keeping an eye on your tax code. You can find it on any payslip or on your P60s or P45s. And just watch out for any potential errors that we talked about before. So any emergency tax codes. If you see on your main payslip a code such as D0, 0T or BR, then they could be wrong, okay? And it could be costing you money. We've got a lot of information on our website about tax codes. We've made podcasts on the topics, etc. So if you want more information, then please, please go to medicsmoney.co.uk to check these out. And as I say, I've gone over them so many times. I won't go over them again today, but please do check that out. Overpaying national insurance, that's also something that healthcare professionals are more prone to do, in particular because doctors will locum and work for multiple different trusts. Again, if you want to find out more about National Insurance, we have a lot of information on our website. And again, we've done a podcast on that. Things have changed a little bit with National Insurance, as a lot of you guys will know, with the new health and social care levy increasing rates. And then in July, the amount of income you can receive before you pay National Insurance, that's actually going to be going up. That's going to happen in July, so we might want to do an update on that later on. But just bear in mind, National Insurance, a lot of people overpay it to doctors because a lot of us locum for different trusts or get different sources of income. Okay, so definitely check that out. Dante, really test you there and you had to pause so yeah absolutely can you get your cats under control i, I mean i never thought that cats would be more trouble than yeah. children well he was great early today wasn't he, he just sat, sat on the sofa yeah. all, all day sleeping well initially anyway but yeah now he's clearly keen for a, a fuss or food or whatever he wants he, he wants to know how he can reduce or, his cost of living well that's it he wants to know how he can get his tax bill down which is a pretty key concern for these cats you know so i'll have a word with him later about what we can do for him okay so the final thing that i wanted to say there are other things out there I'm sure but the final thing I wanted to add here today because I don't think we've actually mentioned it before and that relates to those doctors who are self-employed or in a partnership okay and those people are likely to have to make what are called payments on account now for those of you who don't know what these are and interested very broadly most self-employed individuals have to make a payment on account in January and July each year which equals half of their previous tax liability as a best guess estimate of their future tax liability. And it's effectively a way for HMRC to get their tax money in advance because unlike employees who pay all their tax monthly via pay as you earn, someone who's self-employed or a partner will technically owe all their tax bill or their tax payment in January. And because HMRC get a bit jumpy about having to wait a whole year for their next amount of tax, they make people pay in advance in January and July each year. Now, for those of you who do have to make a payment on account by the 31st of July, you may want to look into, and this may be controversial, but you may want to look into filing your 2021-2022 self-assessment income tax return as soon as possible so that when you get to the 31st of July 2022 and have to make your payment, that's based on the actual tax liability rather than HMRC's estimated liability being half of what it was before. Okay, and you can then pay the lower of the actual liability or the payment on account that's due. So you're not actually going to be any worse off. It's not the case that if you file your tax return and your tax bill is higher, you then have to make a higher payment on account. You pay the lower of the actual liability or the payment on account. Okay, so you won't actually be worse off, but it may just mean you get a bit more of control over your budget and your tax bill may be lower because your payment on account may be too high and so on. An early filing also opens up the possibility of using a budget payment plan via HMRC as we discussed earlier. So if you find out your July payment is going to be too much and you can't afford it, you can talk to HMRC about it and they can make a plan for you. So that's really all I wanted to say today. So we've got stuff about the HMRC's checklist, that that's their points and a few extra bits and pieces 
And I'm really hoping that that was a, a useful rundown of those and just a way that some people might be able to help get some extra money in to help with the cost of living crisis. Definitely. I mean, it's a difficult time for lots of people at the moment and doctors and other healthcare professionals are not immune to this. I just wanted to quickly say as well that if you are struggling, we work with the Royal Medical Benevolent Fund. Really highly recommend you check that out if you're really struggling. Citizens Advice also good. And there's something called the Cameron Fund as well, which is something to do with the BMA, I think. And that's just for GPs as well. So check out those other sources. As I said at the start, you know, we cannot do anything to increase your terms and conditions or your pay. That is the job of the unions. But hopefully those tax tips from Ed and HMRC will help you in some way to mitigate the cost of living crisis, which is definitely affecting everyone right now. Hope that was useful. I will try to put all the links to all the content that Ed mentioned in the show notes so that you can check that out. And full show notes are always available on our website. So also check that out. Your cat is back. I think yep. we, he's basically saying enough tax chat. Yeah, he's bored now. He wants to fuss. Okay. No, no more taxes saying. So yeah, apologies to everyone for the interruptions from the cat, but uh, I can't stop it really. He runs his house basically. He does. <laughs> and... I hope that was useful. If that was useful, it always helps us to get a review and a rating that really helps other doctors to find our podcast. And there are still doctors out there who don't know about this. And that is because we are not given the education that we need. And we've been on a speaking tour recently, meeting some of you in public, which was amazing. But if you could just tell one colleague about this podcast and suggest that they claim their tax reliefs that they're entitled to, that will help everyone. And that's how we've grown. So thank you for spreading the word and we'll see you on the next podcast. Yeah, thanks guys. Mm-hmm.